don't forget, it ain't the first 48, bro. It's 60 minutes, bro. You come at the king, you best not miss. Locked in the zone. Zone. zone 32. 32. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Zone 32 podcast. Specifically, episode 81, the Anquan Bolden episode. We have another quartet tonight because, I don't know, I don't know what the fuck happened to Grant. He's doing some shit. Grant's, um, Grant's, Grant's traveling. He's on a scouting mission somewhere. Uh, nah, I heard he was trying to be a personal nurse for Mr. Gardner. That way he can heal up and get back on the field. Confirm or deny? He's touring with that uh, bearded ginger awful singer. What's his name? Uh, the Richmond, North of Richmond guy. Oh, that dude. Yeah. No, that, dude, yeah. that dude's alright singing. He's a horrific, it's Jake Strop. He's a horrific singer. Don't do this. That's a fucking lie. Dude, not, not to mention, dude, it's, there's like no effects on his singing voice at all. <laughs> Which is wild. No pitch correct, no none of that. That's just the, fucking the point wrong. Here, the point here is that Grant's also a bearded ginger, so he's touring with him. So. Well, there you go. He might, he might be in L.A. Could be in L.A. too. Nah, he, See George Pickens play? I know Pickens, but uh, he ain't around these parts. I would have heard about it from King Taco. But anyway, my name is Jake. His name is Drew. His name is Will. His name is Trippy. Say what's up to the people. Shut up, Jake. No. What's going on, people? What up, though? Hello? Trippy's too nice. Trippy's too nice. We just... I just had to give him the one time. One exactly. Nice. That's why I tell him to shut the fuck up. He's a good man. See? Yeah. I ain't got to you, do all you that. Greet, you greet Jake. We tell Jake to shut the fuck up. No. That's because y'all no, tried just, to him, but still. Well, i just like to tell you shut the fuck up. <laughs> <being honest. laughs> I'm sorry. You shut the fuck up. Fucking action Bronson looking motherfucker. I fucking said it first. Why are you clapping me? That's all right. I still called you. I still called you an action Bronson lookalike. But anyway, so the Ravens have left London with a dub. It wasn't the prettiest win, but it was a win. They beat the Titans 24 to 16. The offense, it had its issues, but it wasn't as rough as it was in Pittsburgh. The receivers didn't drop nearly as many passes. Actually, were there any drops on Sunday? I don't no, recall. There were none. They didn't pass the ball enough for there to be fucking drops, so. Well, there you go. So they didn't have any drops, but they didn't score too much either. But they scored enough to win. And quite frankly, cool. It's, it's an ugly win, but a win's a win. So, Drew, as always, I'm going to start with you. The floor is yours, man. Give me all your thoughts. Uh, shout out. Shout out, songbird of our generation, Miley Cyrus, for our intro today. Uh, Party in the USA. Great song. Not a, not a lot of partying after Sunday, though. Um, that was just a fucking ugly game offensively. One for six in the red zone. You know, granted, we settled, we took the field goals, but like you get in the red zone, you got to you got to punch it in more than one out of six times. It's just that's not good. Um, we finally looked like we relied on Gus Edwards on the goal line, and it didn't work. And then we kept relying on Gus Edwards on the goal line, which makes no fucking sense to me. Realistically, the Titans should not have had sixteen points. The refs helped them out a lot there, but I have no complaints about our defense. Our defense looked good. You know what else is new? Our defense always fucking looks good. 
it all comes down to this offense and it's getting to, I, I, I don't know, a critical point here. Um, if Grant was on the podcast, I had pulled some sound from an old episode that we did after the loss to Buffalo last year, where I would say Grant was fairly harsh on Mike McDonald saying like, you know, it's been four weeks, you figure it out, like put up or shut up. And that's kind of the point that I'm getting to with Todd Munkin. Um, and, you know, Mike McDonald, to his credit, has figured it out. Like, I, I would say that he is a phenomenal defensive coordinator now. And so Todd Munkin's at that point with me of, you know, offense has got to show something. Enough with the boring, vanilla, conservative shit. Like, we won. We won by eight points. That's great. But, like, let's start fucking burying people. Like, enough with the getting the ball in the red zone and not punching it in and settling for three. Like, yeah, we have Justin Tucker. He's a great kicker. But let, let's fu- let's fucking put up six every time we're in the red zone from now on. Enough of this, you know, fucking settling and dicking around at the goal line, pass the fucking ball, run it with Lamar, run it with Justice Hill. However the fuck you can cross the goal line, just do it. Enough of the field goals, enough of the fucking stalling out on drives. Like, let's start fucking burying teams like we know we can. We have not put together a complete game offensively yet. Nope. Um, and I would say the Browns wasn't a complete game, but also the Browns were up 28-3, to so I understand why we went conservative there at the end and didn't put up a complete effort. Like, that's a different kind of game. When you're in a one-score game or two, you know, two-score game, that's – a little closer, like, let's fucking put their fo- put our foot on their throats. Fucking bury them. Like, I, I, enough of this. Like, sun, Sunday, we need to fucking bury the Lions. We need to come out. We've already beat Jared Goff once this year um, with Joe Burrow. So, like, we have the game plan defensively of how to beat, you know, a fucking Jared Goff-like quarterback. Let's, let's fucking bury the Lions this week. Because it, it, it's frustrating watching us go one for six in the red zone and not put up points like we should. Let's crack 30 fucking points. Let's do something. Yeah, so... um the score at the end of the game was 24-16. Going into halftime, we were up 16-3 to and, and pretty much rolling. Uh, now, all, everything you said was true. The offense at no point really looked like it was dominating at all, but the offense was at least putting up points consistently. They weren't they, again, they weren't dominating. They weren't moving the ball as well as they should, but we were, but Justin Tucker made six field goals. So he was just, we were, we were getting into range to score points. And in the second half that just stopped. Like, so I bet correct score 34, three at halftime, we were right on pace to hit that. It was, I, I did a hundred percent profit boost on it. And I, uh, so I, I, I uh, it was plus 65,000. Um, so I was very pissed off. The refs fucked me on another bet. The bet, Last week that I gave out on this podcast that I made, it was an eight leg parlay. And I said, the only reservations I had was the two anytime TDs. And that was Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews. We got the Zay Flowers touchdown. Everything else hit. Mark Andrews didn't get it. And the refs fucked me on that, on that spot on the Mark Andrews fourth or third down where we ended up kicking a field goal instead, because had we gotten the first down, then we're inside the 10 yard line. It's, I mean, well, it's a 50 50 shot at that point that anything happens. You got I'm a saying. better, you got a much better shot right. hitting it than not, you yeah, did. My when bet, the field goal, the so. bet is very much alive at that point to, to hit. And I think that was plus almost 13,000. So the refs fucked me. Uh, and, and like you said, the refs, I don't know if you said it on here or PSF. I think you said it on PSF. The refs were inconsistent. Um, but you can't blame anything on the refs in, in that game, really. Well, like, I, bl- I blame, I blame the score being what it was. Or I really, I just blame Tennessee having 16 points on the refs because mm-hmm. the defense did not play like a team that gave up 16 points. No, I agree. The refs, the ref, the refs handed them points. Yeah, which, thinking back again, on that game, it's won. shocking to to see that they scored 16 points because they were not a good offense at any point. We knocked out Tannehill. Malik Willis came in. Uh, what, what do we have? Six sacks. Yeah, and honestly, if it was Ryan Tannehill the whole game, we probably would have had like 10 sacks. 
Yeah, but Malik yeah. Willis is a little shiftier, a little, little better in the backfield. Yeah. Um, I know, I know, Trippy has some hot takes on the offense. Um, he he has been hammering the uh, second half performances all week. So I want to let him. Uh, Yo, well, hold on, on before, before Trippy starts, I have to. All right, let me let me keep going, and you jump in on. when you can. You jump in when you can. I need to address Rashad Bateman because I've been on his ass this week, last week, forever. Uh, and and Drew Drew will tell you I, I was out on Rashad Bateman before anybody else because he was exhibiting the same exact characteristics as J.K. And we were obviously it's well documented how much we we and I don't want to lump in Trippy because I know Trippy and J.K. are cool, but uh, the way J.K. has acted with his social media uh, bitch behavior. Rashad's done the same bullshit. I, I almost want to defend JK here for a second because at least he's done something. No, I agree. That's why I'm saying I think Rashad is a bigger offender than JK because Rashad 100%. can't back it up. JK Dobbins, JK Dobbins wants to come to my house and kick the shit out of me. And I'd rather have him on the Ravens right now than Rashad Bateman. Right. So Rashad this week didn't drop any passes, but he his lack of effort and his lack of uh, I, I mean, effort is the best word for it. But he did lack of effort. A- and then liking that tweet was right. fucking horrific. Yeah. Rashad. So- ba- and I, I don't have the tweet in front of me, but the fact that he liked a tweet that said Rashad Bateman was in such a, you know, rock and a hard place here, blah, blah, blah. Like if he doesn't, you know, if he does what he does, he gets blamed for the interception. And if he tries to catch the ball and doesn't catch it, Twitter's going to get on his ass for not catching it. Like you are a professional athlete. You are a fucking grown man. And you're worried about somebody tweeting a mean thing about you on Twitter. Well, and on top of that, him liking that tweet, number one, the tweet was from a fucking piece of shit. Horrific. Dickhead uh, who we've have a longstanding issue with who it's not even a longstanding. It's like three months that he's just like, oh, I got, I got my blue check mark on Twitter and I get paid for it. So I'm going to be a virtue signaling cunt. Like but that's he, really he, what's happened. And he does a lot. A lot of the, uh, the attention he gets is by, by mentioning you and me. That's, that's what happens is that his mentions go dry. Nobody pays attention to the dumb shit that he tweets. Cause he's just fucking seeing how much of, you know, Rashad Maven's cock he could fit in his mouth on a weekly basis. And then when people start being like, all right, you're fucking annoying. He's going to be like, oh, well, I hate Will and Drew. Congratulations. Get, get a fucking ticket, bud. Like, get right. in line. You're, you're, you're not original. And the whole charade of, you know, the fucking nonsense you pulled yesterday. I mean, we had – Will and I had kids in our mentions for hours yesterday telling us that they were going to come to our house and sexually assault us. So, like, the, these are the caliber of individuals that we're dealing with. And right. that's who Rashad Bateman is supporting on Twitter. So, well, and, on top and, of being a fucking clown yeah, on the field. But by liking the, field, the tweet – he is admitting that he gave no effort on the play. Right, because he gave no effort because he didn't want to drop the ball because he didn't want to hear the voices afterwards. That's pathetic. He's not built for the NFL. He's a pussy. He's mentally he, that, weak. That is pathetic. That is fucking pathetic. Like, he's I a fucking pussy. A I don't want to see him on the field. I mean, he's he is useless. Useless. I think, I think you suggested a healthy scratch today. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my here, only... there. Here's, my, here's my suggestion. Here's my suggestion. And it it's kind of piggybacking on what Philly did today, signing Julio Jones, right? So mm-hmm. Philly needs a spark because Devontae Smith is getting too much, I guess, too much attention from opposing defenses. So it, it's limiting what they can do with and did I, you see I Devontae think, Smith comment on his drops for the record. No. So reporter came up to him and said, you know, like, what do you think happened on that play? He goes, I fucking dropped it. 
And then they asked him, what do you learn from that? He goes, there's nothing to learn. I got to catch the fucking ball. Right. That, and that's Perfect what should response. be said. Yeah, exactly. So um, Philly went out and got Julio Jones. Julio Jones is not a game-changing or game-breaking wide receiver at this point in his career. But for him to go to a team that has A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and be wide receiver three, that's a great situation for him. And it's a great situation for those two guys because Julio Jones, even at this stage of his career, you have to account for him. He's, he's yeah. not like decrepit, you know, like he can still play. Um, so in that, in that same way, we have a little bit of a, a, a situation with our, our receiving group where no, the roles are a little bit undefined, I think. So Zay is clearly wide receiver one. He's getting wide receiver one volume. Odell has not yet. I think, uh, he, I don't think he, he's really gotten totally comfortable yet after the ankle he injury flashed. and right. So, but we saw him last week. He he's definitely almost there, if not already there. Behind them, they have Nelson Aguilar, who really isn't meant to be wide receiver three, but he is playing as a wide receiver two three. He really is. He's earned. He's earned. He's earned the right to be your wide receiver three. Right, and that's fine. Anybody who anybody who argues that is either a blind Bateman ball washer. Or just doesn't watch the Ravens. They're right. not watching the and, game. And no, notice, I'm not talking about Bateman. I don't see him. I, he doesn't factor in for me. So no, I think I, honestly, I said it at halftime. He's right. not in my top and, three. And and Duvernay, every time the ball, every time there's any sort of uh, play design that involves him, or he gets a target, he does nothing with it. He's he's like this year's James Prochet. So what I suggest is you go get a guy who's on the street. Jarvis Landry, who is a, a sure-handed guy, who's a, a first-down machine. He's not a guy who's going to come in here and demand some big target share, but somebody who can play the game, who is friends with Odell, who I think will come in and he won't be a distraction, but a veteran presence who can slot in as a as wide receiver depth. Bateman, fuck you. Healthy scratch. What did, uh, what did dumb shit Dr. Tom uh, used to call Rugnet Odor? Professional hitter? Was yeah. that his... Uh... yeah. You know, Jarvis Landry is a professional wide receiver. Right. He's not going to come in and, you know, blow your doors off. He's not going to be a 1,500-yard wide receiver with, you know, 12 touchdowns, whatever the fuck the numbers are. But if you dial up a play on third and seven for eight yards, he'll run the correct route, and he'll make that catch if it's thrown Right, home. exactly. That's and that's, we, that's, don't have, we don't have that. No, I mean, we – In we the de- in our with, depth, in our depth. Yeah, we, we have it with Zay. Um, we will have it with Odell. Right. I'm I'm fairly confident after watching him, he has started to look more and more like himself, you know, as the season has progressed. And with Odell, it was always, I want Odell to be Odell in December, not in September and October. So I'm okay with being patient for him. And again, Nelson Aguilar has answered the call every time, but one when the ball's thrown his way. So right. I'm okay with him being your wide receiver three. So if you go out and get Jarvis Landry to be your wide receiver three, four, uh, do it. Yeah, well, and Aguilar and and Landry are like complementary to each other in that wide receiver three four role because Landry is not a downfield threat. Yeah, that's fair. He's a he's a he's a guy who's gonna, uh, you know, he's gonna he's gonna run to the the marker basically. He's he's a a a short and and intermediate uh, pass catcher. He's a first down guy. He's a move the sticks guy, which Bateman was at one point. He was a guy who almost every ball he was catching was for a first down. So. Um, that's what we thought we were getting with Bateman who had the ability to also stretch the field, but Bateman has proven to be someone you can't trust and who is not mentally tough enough to, so, to play in the NFL. This is episode 81, the Anquan Bolden episode. Anquan Bolden was a space eater, possession catch guy, you know, like that's what you brought him in for is that you throw the ball to him. He's going to make the catch. Right. And that's, 
kind of what we lack offensively. I mean, you may, you throw the ball, Zay Flowers is going to make the catch, but you want to get Zay in space, and he's kind of your electric home run hitter type guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that's what Odell is, too, when Odell's, you know, flowing. Nelson Aguilar is kind of the same thing. So you're right. We don't have that consistent chain mover who's not going to, you know, take the top off the defense, but is going to do those ugly eight-yard catches over the middle that you need. Right. And we need somebody to fill that role. And so, yeah, I mean, Jarvis Landry is a, a great example of somebody who could do that. Um and he's had enough time not now fun. to get fully healthy. So I, I, an, I, can't, another, I can't imagine he has any nagging injuries. So there's a there's another wide receiver I'm looking at that we could potentially bring in. Um, this is going to get you fucking riled up at me, but Mike Evans is a name to look at. Not top ten wide I'd be, receiver. I'd be I'd be I would love that. I would love he that. Dull. Yes. Again, yep. he he is the Kirk Cousins of wide receivers, but that's what you need. You need and a that's consistent not a, that's producer. not an insult. Let me know when no, I'm talking not. about the offense. We are we are talking about the offense and why we want. Well, my bad. Uh, I ain't lie, but my smoke. I don't know what's up with the smoke detector. That shit was going off, so I had to come outside. But so, uh, oh, trippy. I don't know. If, uh, J- Jason, electrician. I'm somewhat of an expert on fire alarms. If you put smoke underneath the fire alarm, it goes off. Yeah, there are other factors <laughs> no, that no, involved too. My girl, my girl cooking, but I don't know. Like, bro, I didn't take the battery out to try to stop the noise. The shit's still going off, so I don't know. But I'm on the podcast though, but. To this offense, right? I, I, I see progress, but I, I'm still not satisfied. I, I I might say I'm more satisfied with the first half offense. But the, yeah. second, but the second half offense is fucking trash. Yeah, I said it. Fucking trash. They need to You're play right. better. Like it's not the first sense. thirty. It's not the first thirty. It's sixty minutes. That's what right. you gotta talk about. <laughs> and there are it, two it, halves it, of football, buddy. It, it's sad, right? Look at our last three games we played, right? I even told this to uh, Inside Access on 105.7 yesterday. The Colts, three total points by the offense, second half. Steelers, zero. Titans, six points. Like, how? Yeah. Like, keyword Colts, Steelers, Titans. Yeah. We should have beat good. the shit out of them. You, you get what I'm saying? Teams. So it's Terrible like, teams. What, what's going to happen when we start playing? Like, let's be for real. We all Raven fans. We supposed to, like, I feel like we should win all the games, but what happened when we start playing like the Rams, San uh, Francisco, Chargers, San Francisco? Uh, don't forget the Browns saw your shit, but I mean they do play as tough, and they going one day to get back. The Bengals going one day to get back. So my yep. thing is, you telling me we gonna keep starting off good in the first half, and just we gonna come out flat, and we gotta just depend on the defense, like. I want to see better. Like, I know fans saying, yo, it's this weak, this and that. I don't care what week it is. The whole purpose was we got rid of Greg Roman, Todd Munkin. You had your little press conference. You throwing shots at Greg Roman. I mean, if anybody was anybody a Raven fan, you could tell he was throwing shots. He ain't say his name, but he was throwing shots. And it's just like. Deserve shots. Deserve, you know? deserve shots for the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deserve shots. But. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I just want to see better, bro. Like, one and six in the red zone is not cutting it. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's what bothers me is exactly what you said is, you know, the reason why Greg Roman, you know, I, you can sit here and bitch about the four years, but it was really the execution in the red zone and, the you know, the barring second halves. And we're kind of falling back into that trap, that overly conservative, try to run the ball too much, aren't being creative on offense. And I know to, and the thing with Greg Roman that was frustrating is he didn't have that creativity in his playbook. But, you know, you watch Todd Munkin with the Bucks, with the Browns, and with Georgia, like, he has that creativity. So fucking use it, man. Like, let's let's go. Like, enough, enough. you know, you got your six-week warm-up. Like, let's fucking start blowing some teams out. Yeah. 
we need to uh, agree. I mean, we, we made this huge investment in, in upgrading the, uh, the offense. It's, it, it's time to, to take the, you know, take the training wheels. Well, off. and so to, to Munkin's credit, we made this huge upgrade at wide receiver and he has made sure Zay Flowers got the ball. And when Odell's there, he makes sure Odell gets the targets. And you know what I mean? Like he, he is, he is using the guys that we have, but like, I, I don't know. Again, it's the, the running back shit is, is annoying to me because we've been screaming for weeks to like, you know, feed Gus in short yardage situations. And so he fed Gus in short yardage situations, but it didn't work. So why do you keep doing it? You know what I mean? Like with the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Like Jeffrey Simmons was fucking killing Gus Edwards every play. Like let's oh, not keep doing that. Yeah, and Jeffrey and Simmons it, is a dirty, dirty fuck. By the way, that fucking trying to take out, you know, um, fucking Zay Zay CL's cockbag move. Hey, hey, Drew, and I agree with you. Like we've been waiting, like we've been waiting since week four for us to score thirty points. Mm-hmm. I mean, how long do we have to wait? It's week seven, right? I mean, week four I'm last ha- year against the Patriots. I mean, like, let's I mean, let's fucking right, score thirty. I'm, right, I'm happy with the win, but. I'm not satisfied. I'm to be honest with you, no Ravens fan be satisfied. Fuck no. You know what's frustrating is we're we're four and two, which is good. Again, no complaints about being four and two, but like we should be five and one, six and oh, and easy. We shouldn't be fucking sweating some of these games. And it should be like we haven't played like our schedule is set up that we should have started off, you know, eight and two, nine and two before we start getting to real tough teams and real tough situations. Like that's how our schedule is laid out this year is that we should be kicking the fuck out of teams up front. We should be building up a cushion. Um, actually, Ed, uh, Redhead Ed, who was usually very negative about the Ravens, tweeted out some uh, thread today. And, like, if the Ravens go 3-1 and one in their next four games, and I think the Bengals go, you know, 2-2, two and two, and then we beat the Bengals when we play them, like, the division is basically ours to lose. And so that's the situation we should be in, is we should be building up a healthy lead in division. And we should be, you know, having Cincinnati come into the bank with a chance to really fucking close out their chance at the division this year. Like, that's that's what we want. That's what this team should be doing. And it's not crazy to want that. It's okay that we won. You know, it's good that we won. It's okay to want more. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, still talking about London and looking at Trippy's background, EDC, because people aren't going to see that, obviously, since we're uh, an audio-only podcast. But I think we need to give edc credit by giving another guy credit jadavian Clowney is a fucking monster who has been begging for jadavian Clowney on this podcast actually two of us have for multiple years now three of us because grant's been all over it too yeah well grant's not here so i wasn't gonna give him credit yeah yeah but i mean yeah i know consistently across the board we have wanted jadavian Clowney for years and years and years he's been he's one of those guys when people are like um who's a who's a player before he was signed here who's a player that you've always wanted to be a raven or you always thought would be a raven and it's like steve smith was one of those guys right before yep. he came here was that guy was made to be a raven calais campbell was another guy i think was like that guy is a raven um and visionless dave cover your ears fuck calais campbell but jadavian Clowney was an answer we always gave to and well, it's, and it's he proving just, to be true he is so much better than advertised. Um, you well, know, so expected... last year, his entire last year, he had 29 pressures. He has 29 mm. pressures through six games this, this year. He had two yeah, sacks the I... other day. What do you, He has three sacks in the year. Is that right? Yeah. 
And uh, shout out Justin Matabike or uh, whatever the oh, fuck, yeah. Jadavian J- Poach, whatever the fuck they kept calling him on the broadcast. Um, they, they they called him the wrong name the first time he got a sack, but now he's got four and a half sacks this year. Um, you know, really looks like Aaron Donald out there. He, so he, shout does, out. he does. <laughs> shout, shout out Spencer Schultz. Now he's not getting first. triple teamed every 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 uh, rep, but yeah, but he, he's getting he to looks that point. Awesome. That you, he's getting to that point. You might have to. And well, you know, and if Kyle they do that, Noy, guess what? Guess what? If they do that. Clowney's gonna eat. And Kyle Van Noy looks good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, going into the season, I definitely thought that Kyle Van Noy and Jadavian Clowney was our edge rushing duo that was going to really take us to the promised land. I, I I predicted that. No, nobody nobody had that. But again, like you have guys right now. My my fear with our pass rush right now is that you know Van Noy and Clowney are a little older, and like how much do they have left in the tank? And is this going to be a Justin Houston situation where they ball out for the first eleven games? And then fade down the stretch because they're old. Yeah, they run and out so of gas. You need, you need OA to come back. You need a Jabo to come back, or you need to go make a move for another guy to you know throw into that rotation. Um, you know, again, Clowney is a just a fucking force up front is the thing. And you know, when we signed him, I did not expect him to be stuck in the stat sheet. I expect him to be the guy who was just wreaking havoc on the offensive line and getting no credit for it. But he's. He's fucking making himself known. Like, sign that man to an extension today. Um, and, again, shout out Patrick, again, balling out. Defense, there's no complaint. Geno Stone, extend him. Um, like, there's literally nobody on the defense I have an issue with. I hated yeah. Chuck Clark. There's no Chuck Clark this year. No, there's not. There's, there is, no there is, there's, there's no weak link, really. I, I don't no. see one. Um, no, I mean, I'm sure Mollett and Darby and Rocky Sin are probably going to have moments that we're frustrated with. Just again, they're not all pro corners. But that's so, like, the nature of that's the nature right, of, playing, our, of playing defensive back in the NFL. You're not going to yeah, have a perfect rep every every that, time. That's my point. Is that I'm sure in individual moments there will be cornerbacks that were like, "What the fuck, man!" But in reality, like all of Mallette is looks like fucking amazing. Steelers fans are telling me like this is a uh, you know if you're blitzing him off the edge, he's great. But in coverage, he's fucking ass, and he's looks fucking he's looking good. good. Yeah. yeah. It's it's the system. The system works, man. I also love that you know number ten on a corner looks fucking weird, but he's he looks <laughs> he looks good in number ten. He, he made 20, that shit look good. Yeah, twenty four on a pass rusher is the fucking wildest number I've ever seen. You know, but I, I love that it. I, too. So he making that shit look good. Good number yeah. ten. You know. Yeah. You know, hey, hey uh, let me say something real quick, right about Bashad. Well, Bashad Bateman, Bashad Bateman, whatever y'all want to call. Oh, it. we had we had a nice little Bateman rant while you were going outside, but yeah. Oh yeah, true. yeah. But um, I just want to say one thing, right? Like, yo, Steve Smith is a dog, right? I would love for Steve Smith to come on the podcast. I want to get his opinion on Rashad Bateman. I, I I think if I think if Steve Smith come out. And give his opinion on what's the name. Maybe that'll help us Raven fans understand what's going on. You know why he won't though? Because he loves the Ravens, and so he's not going to be. You know, so I'm sure what if what what if Eric trade for Judy? I, you know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But... I take Jerry Judy in a heartbeat. Hey, I, I would fucking, too. Those those Big Bird tweets from his you know 12 year old birthday that he put online. Fucking funniest shit to read through. You know, I want that guy here. I'm in. I I just again my my issue with Rashad Bateman is like. It's just not working out. Like it, it, we've seen it for three years. It's not working. Like time to move on. I've, I've had enough of him. I've had enough of the fucking drama surrounding him. I've had enough of the. We drafted this guy to be a wide receiver one, and he's not a wide receiver one. And it is what it is at this point. Like he's just not. That's not him. Let's move on. Yep, agreed. And, and, and one more thing, right? My thing is, right? Um, 
I mean, maybe if he can start going off, I could see him being a future Raven, but his production, I don't see it. Like, I don't see EDC extending them. You see what I'm saying? Like, you're talking about Bateman? See, yeah, I don't see no effort. Like, and then you got Raven fans talking about, yo, look at his targets. Uh, how come Zay Flowers getting more targets? Because he's good. That's why. Hello? No, it, it's Flowers not even, it, it's simpler than that. It's simpler than that. Zay Flowers shows up, puts in the work, and gets rewarded for it. Rashad Bateman, I don't think, and Trippy said this, and other people have said this, I don't think Rashad Bateman wants to be here. Rashad Bateman wants all the buzz and all the love of being a wide receiver one without putting in the work. And well, there's we, no okay. place for that. Yeah, we just saw EDC turn down the the fifth-year option on Patrick Queen, who arguably deserved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's not giving – he's business. not going to – he's that right. Was a, that was a business move. No, so right. Agree. was a business move. Yeah. Bateman's not getting a fifth year option exercise and he's not getting a fucking extension here. He 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 is Brashad Perryman. He if he wants to, to salvage his career, it's gonna be somewhere else. He can go to fucking Tampa and figure it out. If you I want question, how much longer that man will be on the team. This man got eighty two yards, eighty two receiving yards, ten receptions. Yeah, that, that's, that's even surprising even... that he has ten. And, and it's yeah, another thing, right? This another thing, like I mean, I know the Raven players ain't going to talk, but I'm starting to think maybe Lamar don't trust him. Why would he? Why Why would he? He's, he's done nothing to earn. That was fucking creepy as shit. We said that at the exact same time. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Will and I are not the same person, I swear. But, um, no, like, what, what is it? Why would he want to throw the ball to Rashad Bateman at this point? Rashad Bateman has proven that if you put the ball where he should catch it, he'll drop it. And if you make a slight mistake with where you throw it, he's not going to make the effort to bail you out. So what the fuck is the point of throwing it to him? Nelson Aguilar will give you an effort. You know, fucking Odell gives you an effort. Um, Zay Flowers gives you – Zay Flowers makes the catch and then, you know, tries to do too much with it sometimes. But Bateman doesn't do that. So what's the point of throwing the ball? Even right. Duvernay tries. Duvernay's not very good, but he tries. You, you got fans, the effort. You got fans talking about – I mean – Rashad Bateman got the potential. I mean, who didn't see the potential against Every the Dolphins? Every fucking but NFL player has the like, potential. Right, that's, that's why they got but, drafted. Bro, that's it's the like thing. you got three other receivers, bro. You're supposed to be the number one receiver. Then when you get your targets, it's like, what the fuck? I, potential I, I is potential it. is what you talk potential is what you talk about, you know, rookie year and maybe going into year two. When you're starting to talk about a guy in year three who's done nothing and you're like, oh well, he's got a ton of potential, like potential's not you're seeing what he is. Yeah, they, again, you, potential you know, gets like, coaches and GMs fired. Mm-hmm. Right, en- enough potential, either put up or shut up. Um, I'm leaning towards the shut up and get out of town. But if he puts up, then I'll, I'll happily eat my words. I'll happily say that I was wrong on Rashad Bateman if he balls out for the rest of the year. I just don't see it. Just not. He's not mentally fit. He's not. Doesn't care. Like that's that's the biggest thing too. Is that he yep. just doesn't seem to care. This is how this is how how out on him I am. I. And I, I stand by this, said it yesterday. I would happily swap him for Hollywood, or for Hollywood Brown right now. And I and I am a known Hollywood Brown hater. But I Hollywood mean, Brown – go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say well, I'm the original Hollywood Brown. You hater, are. I agree. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, for the role that we need Bateman to play in this particular offense, he – I guess he expected he was going to be wide receiver one. He's not. And Hollywood would not be either because Zay is way better than he is. But Hollywood is a superior player to Bateman. He does a lot of the same things Bateman he, – he has a lot of the same skill set that Bateman has. 
he has actually produced on the field for us and elsewhere. So um, I don't like his attitude. I think uh, maybe it maybe it's improved. I don't know. I'm not you know I'm not as as tuned in or or plugged into to his day to day at this point. But let, here here was here was my my uh, my comparison I made. I said um, I would take gladly take Hollywood over Bateman now. It would be for me like welcoming a case of herpes over getting full blown AIDS. Like AIDS is Rashad Bateman. Herpes is Hollywood Brown. Give me the herp. Give me the herp. I again, I was the first on the you know fuck Hollywood bandwagon. I, I made up rumors about him retiring. Like again, like I'm not not a fan of that guy at all. In his defense, when he would mouth off on Twitter and passive aggressively like shit, we had just lost a game, and he was pissed off that we lost. So even if it was all selfish motivations on his side, at least he was smart enough to know when to fucking voice his concerns. And I, you know, I had, I don't know, forgotten is the right word. The, um, the Bateman tweet in the off season about when EDC said, like, if, you know, something about like, you know, we don't have any good wide receivers was essentially what EDC said. And Bateman's fucking hissy fit fest in the quote tweet to that. I defended that at the time. Uh, that, that was dumb on my part. I was, I was fucking wrong there. Like, fuck that guy. He's been looking to point the finger at somebody else and he hasn't done shit to back it up on his end. But how you get? But how you get mad at EDC? What he said? I mean, EDC was taking accountability, basically saying we haven't been drafting good on wide receivers. So if if your if if your criticism of EDC at that point was that your training staff sucks and your offensive coordinator sucked, I I could live with that. Those are right. You know what I mean? Like fucking Steve Saunders was a terrorist. You know, couldn't get anybody fucking healthy, and Greg Roman didn't know how to use wide receivers. And so if Rashad Bateman came out and said, "Hey," fuck off and stop pointing the finger at me, just me. You know, you also have skeletons in your closet, but I suck too. I'd be okay with that. That's fine. That's taking accountability. That's owning up to the fact that the reason why Rashad Bateman is not wide receiver one here is also his fault. And he won't, doesn't seem to be willing to admit that, which bothers me. Yeah. Uh, by the way, on, on PSF, we, we had a whole separate conversation, but I want this on, on this podcast too. Uh, there's a couple different moves we we should or could make. I think the one move that must be made is we need to figure out a way to get Cordero Patterson on the Ravens. I think he would be a useful uh, Swiss Army knife weapon. He's an upgrade at at uh, returner over Duvernay, giving him his his credit for the return he had last week. That was a, a, a spark plug play, but. Cordell Patterson is a proven superior returner to him. He can play wide wide receiver. He can play running back. So I want him on this team. I think uh, he, he would fit in well. He's a good depth piece for a lot of reasons. And it gives us a also then it gives us an easy way to package Duvernay to 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 move uh, with a maybe a, a day three pick for like a pass rusher. Just a, just a more you know to to reiterate why it's an important move. No matter what you do. Cordell Patterson works for this team. Yeah. So if you stand Pat and Keaton Mitchell turns out to be this superstar running back, like Cordell Patterson can be your third down back and your slot wide receiver. If Keaton Mitchell's just a guy and is not really ready to take the reins this year, you have another running back in the backfield. And again, you know, Devin, the, the kick return rules have kind of taken away Devin Duvernay's usefulness from that aspect. And yeah, that punt return was great, but Devin Duvernay is like a um, 
you know, a Saquon Barkley when it comes to returning punts. Uh, most of his punts are uns- – punt returns are unspectacular. Or he makes a dumb decision. But then he'll have that one that you're like, oh, all right, Devin. Like, uh, do we really – are we really going to miss that? One out of every 20 kick returns is for 70 yards. Like, Uh-oh, we lost Trey. Yeah, I just saw that. Um, he'll be I'm back. Sure he'll, I'm sure he'll be back. But, he'll be back. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in on Cordell Patterson. Like, I just think that that's you know. like a, an easy move – it's not going to cost us a player. It's not going to cost us a valuable pick. Even it if it doesn't stop us from doing other shit, we could probably it, get him that we should make. Yeah, we could probably get him for like a day three, 2025 pick, you know, like we, it's, it's yeah. not going to cost us basically anything. And I think it, it, it just for, for what, like what's been going on here with like a stagnant offense at times, that's a guy you can bring into the game and use in unique and creative ways and, and really like get things going. So <laughs> I, don't know, I just think it's kind of a no-brainer. If he's available, just figure out what's going to take and, and get him in the building. All right. So I think we're we're done with London. Yeah. I think we're done with our general complaints about the offense and our general complaints about the team and kind of where we want them to go forward. Do we get into the Lions here? The Lions, is it music baby. choice time? Is it music choice time? Yeah, let's do music because uh, so I, I, I'm I'm, right. call, I'm calling it right now. We haven't had any votes come in since. Um, before the podcast started. So this, this poll goes yeah. until tomorrow at nine, 12. Yeah, I already called it. I already called it, but it's uh, yeah, it's pretty much done. So Drew's party in the USA is going to be the, uh, yeah, you already said yeah. that, that was going to be the, the intro. Um, now here's where I take some issue. Okay. 28% of the 88 votes were cast for weird song. Nobody knows. So they're voting for a song. They don't even know what it is over the national That's anthem of the United States. People. And you trust my music taste. As simple as that. I think trusting your boy. I don't know, man. I think maybe you have like Russian assets voting here because who's not voting for the national? Nah, I wish I did. Nah, I wish I did. Did you go to Jake? Where you at, Skid Row? Did you go to Skid Row and fucking bully all those people to vote (laughs) on their fucking? The the only Skid Row I know of is some fucking '80s hair metal band with Sebastian Bach. But there we go. No, I wish I meant you don't know who Skid Row is. How the fuck do you not know Skid Row is? I was born in 1990. So what? I know who they are. Skid Row is is a known is a known uh it's a known hair band. I know that's maybe not your genre, but Skid Row Skid Row is a Call of Duty map. Well, the band is named the band is named after a band before the Call of Duty map. But it's named after that that particular location in LA. Oh, I'm I'm really interested in in fucking listening to a bunch of heroin addicts scream into a microphone. Thanks thanks for enlightening (laughs) me on this. Drew, you never listen to Nirvana or Stone Temple Pilots. I love Nirvana. I love love, I mean you listen to Juice World, didn't you? No, I was not a Juice World guy. Kurt Cobain was a—he's a. That's all he did in fucking Seattle. Yeah, but he was talented. Shit, they're all in H. He was talented. What what are we doing? It sounded like he was taking a shit when he was singing, and then his wife killed him. Sure. Can you hear this? Can you hear this? Yeah. No, I can't hear shit. You can't hear that. No. All right. This song, I remember you. You you would know it if you heard it because it's like been in movies and. But it, see, it, this is this is the same argument that I make with you about rappers of like you know this if you heard it. But, but no, no, no. I, I, I honestly wouldn't know that though. But you probably would. No, no, no. But like this song, I remember you and eighteen in life. Those two songs, 
you I wouldn't mean, know. Let's be honest here. You, you would you, You're you're telling me that I should have this pop culture knowledge. You've never seen The Godfather. No, like, I no 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 no. What no, are we no. Doing? I'm all I'm saying is you would never know that Skid Row performed it, but you probably have heard these songs before. Yeah, maybe like you've you've seen Godfather references in every television show you watch, but you've never seen. I've it. never said that the that the Godfather wasn't like popular or or anything like that. No, or or uh, I just unknown. need to bring up. I need to bring up every week that you've never seen The Godfather. No, so no, no. You no, you pivoted very quickly when you were trying to talk about rappers because I can promise you, if you played a song from like uh, NBA YoungBoy right now, I no, I've never fucking heard that song. Why would I? I have? promise you, whatever. Why not? I promise you, I haven't. Yeah, Where I would I have heard it? I wouldn't have either. It's I don't know. The not internet. my taste. The internet? Twitter. What? Yeah. Twitter? You think I'm pressing play on shit? I don't press play. I'm not listening I mean, to anybody's shit. I mean, we we had a noted with a video editor who has heavy use of NBA Young Boy. I don't watch his videos. I've never watched any of his videos except for you the one, literally took you literally the one took video. One his- the one video, and guess what I did? I immediately turned the volume down and put different audio into the video. Thomas said that, right? Yeah. Hey, Will, I didn't gotta, listen to that. Hey, hey, Drew, we got to put Will on with W. M- I mean, I said W. NBA Young Boys. Yeah, yeah. I want to tell me about WNBA Young Girl. I've tried. I've tried, Trippy. I've tried, but Will Will is just like, oh, I don't understand the words he's saying. Oh, you're hey, talking Will, about I know, shooting. Hey, people. Will, I know you know who Kodak Black is, though, right? I know who he is only because of Lamar Jackson. I don't Dang. know any of his music. Yep. I don't know any you've of heard, his music. You've heard it some of his no, I haven't. I promise you. I, I promise haven't. you. I Where promise would you I know, have heard it? Do you know um, what's Cardi B's po- Bodak Yellow? No. Why yeah, would I know negative. that? But this is what I'm talking about. I don't listen to Cardi B. No, I don't listen to Cardi B either. But she just took Kodak Black's song and got famous off it. So no, I. There's no. Will, there's no Will, reason Will, I would. It's know okay. This. It's okay. Just embrace the youth. It's okay. I'll you're, stop you're, calling you forty. I'll stop calling you forty-eight years old on the internet if you just embrace the youth. But, and listen to the great but you keep saying like you know this, but please tell me where I would have ever. You heard just it. did that to me. You literally just did that. Because to me I'm telling you, the song, the songs I just named have been in like movies for the past thirty-five years. Yeah, so and I'm you've sure probably Kodak heard them Black in a movie. Been in commercials. Kodak Black has been on like what NFL commercial? Uh, there's Travis Scott. There's a song with Travis Scott. ZZ. I'm sure you've heard. I'm sure you'd recognize the beat. You just no, you would. The, I'm just the only you Travis Scott song I know is Sicko Mode. And you know why? Because when my kid was four years old, she learned how to use the Apple TV remote with Siri. And I heard her downstairs mm-hmm. in the basement say, hey, Siri, play Sicko Mode. A four-year-old say this. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? What is this? Your daughter's got better music taste than you. I, I like that song. I do like that song. I, I'm surprised you can understand the words in it. This, I like this that new, song. New wave, new wave rap stuff. I'm surprised you can understand what's going on. That'll that'll right, definitely be my nomination some week. Not with not this week though. I have a good one. Yeah, this week. Is, I have a good one this week too. I think mine is better than yours, but we'll oh, you yeah. go first. Wait, yeah, I will go first. So how many of you won? Just for the record, how many polls? Have you I'm won? just telling. It doesn't matter. I'm just telling you. It's a this is a great pick. And if you're okay, are you going to tell me right now that the Star Spangled Banner was a bad pick? No, I just think party in the USA. You know, people love Miley. She, she's a great. I would. I would have voted for that if I, I if I didn't vote for my own song. And and yeah. I think I actually at, at, on numerous occasions have said we should make party in the USA the national anthem. Yes, I agree. And also, so. Jake Jake had a phenomenal choice in the pre-show that he you know instead did weird song nobody knows instead of the America fuck yeah Team America World Police song. Yeah, so, no, cr- that's cr- simply because it didn't dawn on me until you guys went patriotic. I'm like, fuck, I could have went. Two different. I routes, literally went first. Hulk Hogan. All right. I well, I, I am going to follow that same logic this week. Okay. And I think I went first, actually. Well, actually, either myself or Trippy did last right. week. 
Yeah, no, it was trippy. It was trippy because he was he was the winner. But I'm yeah, gonna go it was first. Him, then me, and then y'all too. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go first this week because maybe I'll inspire you guys to to make picks in the same with the same logic behind it. I am gonna go with Ba with the Ba by Kid Brock because we're gonna be uh, celebrating a win in Detroit. So I have a similar choice, different different Detroit artists. I'm gonna go with "Lose Yourself" by Eminem. I figured you would, but you again, would. yeah, same same idea. Damn, so we Drew. were we were. I was ready to say that. Yeah, <laughs> but, but look, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with mine because I just saw J- uh, J- J- Davius Clowney. I don't know why I always get his first name mixed up. And he was naming some rappers that you know they talk about. They playing uh, what's his name? I said, yo, you gotta listen to some Baltimore rappers. He's like, yeah, let me know some. So I'm gonna go with YG Tech, Future, and YBS Scola and Roddy Rats, Bus Fan. Fair. Now, Jake, just give your pick, and nobody's gonna vote for it anyway, so it doesn't matter. I'm going fully obscure and not following your theme at all just because the the choice stuff that comes in my head doesn't fit. So <laughs> going with a British band called Don Broco, song Greatness. Also, I sent it to YouTube. Well, you'll probably fuck with it. I ain't going to lie. Lost, right, in, but, lost in 1776, but, yeah, you know, Guaranteed. That's fine. That song goes, so though. I'm just telling you. Right. It, this is going to be uh, – actually, I think this will be a pretty uh, close I, – I don't know. Kid Rock's got some problematic political takes. We might uh, – who doesn't like Ba with the Ba? That's a fucking jam. Yeah, but again, like he's shooting Bud Lights and then drinking them at a concert. I, I don't know, man. But his beer, his bar sells Bud Light again, so we're back we're back on track. Don't worry. No, so Bud Light's okay now. All right, fair. I'm a Miller like that. Anyway, but um, all if right, I so win, get into if, the... if, if I win next week, I'm gonna make sure I add YG Tech so he could post 32 podcasts in his story so we can get there some more go. subscribers. You know. All right. If, well, you want, if he wants to drop a, a Zone 32 specific song, we will use that as our intro. All right, bet. I got you. I'm going to holler a couple yeah. of my Baltimore rap and see what they try and do. I'm in. I'm in. Um, I, I don't know any musical people. I don't know. I'm not friends with talented individuals, so um, I can't do that. But Trippy, Trippy's a man of people, so he's got that under control. <laughs> All right. So I, I think our Detroit breakdown is is pretty simple this week. Um we need offensive. You got to stop Jameer Gibbs now because no David Montgomery right, for the next couple he, weeks. He, Jameer Gibbs is coming off an injury. Um, Jameson Williams is all right. You know, again, like, has to show me something. Nah, I think he played last week. No, I ain't going to lie. He, he did. did. I think he got the study. We, we got to watch out for him. He got five receptions. Total he receptions. got speed. He can run. What, what, I'm, saying, what I'm saying is that he is not – not that he – I said Gibbs is coming off an injury. But what I'm saying is that, yeah. um, you know, Jameson Williams is – very good, like we saw him at Alabama. Like, no no question of his speed and his game-changing ability, but, like, he's not been a consistent producer at the NFL level. So, yeah, he's worth watching, but also, like, I'm not totally worried about him killing us. Amonra St. Brown is the guy on their offense that I'm like, all right, that's the guy you got to put Marlon on. That's the guy you got to put, you know, whether it's Marcus Williams, you know, stone over the top. Like, you got to watch out for him. He, he, he's very good. And then defensively, it's Aiden Hutchinson. And the reason why I say it's Aiden Hutchinson is, again, the last time Ronnie Stanley went against an elite pass rusher, he got the fucking shit kicked out of him. And, like, we can't have Aiden Hutchinson all over Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So um, I think I think it's a real simple game plan. You know, get the offense flowing. Don't take the foot off the gas. You know, you put up 30 points, and you know your defense is going to carry you. You know Jared Goff is going to make dumb throws. Jared Goff is, again, a lot like Joe Burrow, where he's very dependent on his wide receivers making plays after the catch. So if they do make a catch in front of you, wrap them up and take them down. You know, their offensive line's all right. It's not great. 
Right. But you're going to get some pressure in his face. You get pressure in his face, it's going to fluster him. And don't give him too much time. He's not going to be able to pick apart his own defense. He's not going to be able to pick apart man-to-man if you, you know, fucking make sure he's got to get the ball out quick. Like, this is a very – they're a good team. They're not to be taken lightly. Um, but they're just a team that we should beat. And we should be able to beat soundly on both sides of the ball. And we've said this almost every week. And I'm saying that, like, enough of making me look like a stupid homer saying that you should beat the fuck out of everybody – Fucking come out and do it. Make a statement. Yeah. This is a uh, statement week for the Ravens. Yeah. So the two keys on on defense are Kyle Hamilton and Jadavian Clowney, in my opinion. Oh, we didn't even bitch about why why the fuck they kicked Kyle Hamilton out of that game. That was bullshit. That was, ridi- that was that, fucking that, ridiculous. That was bullshit. That was and so that was a huge, like huge, huge contributing factor to why the they they got back in the game. That yeah, Kyle Hamilton agree. went out because then Marcus Williams went out soon after with a hamstring injury. So then we had those two guys on the back end who, who oh, were out of commission. Speaking of Marcus Williams, ML football, you can eat a car, or it was a JPA football. I don't remember which one, whatever one of those fucking dumbass clickbait Dove Climbing wannabe accounts <laughs> talking about, um, you know, Marcus Williams should make this interception. Guys playing with one arm, shut the fuck up. I almost called him a word that I haven't said in a long time. But they, they they deserve it. They they are. I don't know if that's true, artists. but yeah. They I, mean, are I, 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 I like the. <laughs> I've said it on stream a long time. Sorry. I, I like I like the effort from Marcus Williams. Like you could definitely tell he got that dog because like one yeah. arm. But I, I want to be real. Like a Mark is like if you're not fully healthy, bro, just get a little healthy for the this playoff. You know what I mean? If you can't so, lift your yeah, arm yeah. to make interceptions, man. I exactly. need you out yeah, off yeah, the yeah. field. But and the thing about like, it is, so, oh my bad, because when, when Marcus Williams got hurt, right. Remember, everybody kept saying, oh, shit, Geno Stone can't do it. But Geno Stone proving himself. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's leading, he leads the NFL in picks. Is that so my, my, my suggestion so- here? My suggestion here is that you let Marcus Williams play that kind of third safety role. You limit his snaps. You don't overextend him. But I love having him on the field because he's got a nose for the football. Yeah. And he's going to make plays. And, yeah, maybe it's a pass breakup instead of yeah, an interception. Real nice pass breakup last week, yeah. Right, right. And instead of fucking shitting on the guy for not catching the pass breakup, how about you understand that he's playing with a torn peck and the guy's a fucking baller? Yeah. Right, right. So, and that was the other one. That he made a, he made a business decision not tackling Derrick Henry. Uh, suck a fucking dick. He has one arm and he can't tackle Derrick Henry. Yeah. Derrick Henry's, Derrick Henry's the same size as me and runs a 4-340. Right. No. Yeah, yeah. Not tackling him. So, Shut yeah, up. so so as I was saying, the keys to the defensive game plan, I think, are Kyle, Kyle Hamilton and JV and Clowney because Kyle Hamilton, I think, we, we've already seen him get three sacks in one game. We can use him as a pass rusher, but I think establishing him as a pass rusher then creates the opportunity for a little bit of uh, trickeration, as uh, as I believe George, George, or no, he, he said strategery, right? Who said trickeration? Yeah. Someone else said trickeration, but, uh, probably John Madden or Chris Berman. Yeah. You, you present like you're going to, you're going to bring Kyle Hamilton on pass pressure and then drop him into, into, you know, like a QB spy. And I think in that, in he, he can be a secret weapon because Jared Goff, surprisingly, I just saw this over his last 17 games has like 37 touchdown passes and four interceptions. It's great. It's a I crazy gotta- number. I got a hot Kyle Hamilton take. Kyle Hamilton is who people thought Jamal Adams would be. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that. You know, he is, he's got the pass rushing ability of Jamal Adams. He's per and or not even pass rushing, but behind the line of scrimmage ability of Jamal Adams. He's like a linebacker. He's he's a hybrid. 
He's a true. Yeah, hybrid. but he's got the he's got the coverage ability, and I'm not going to say he's like a an Ed Reed caliber coverage guy, but he is a very good coverage safety. You know what he is? He's like the inverse of um, Ryan Shazier. Ryan Shazier yeah. was was a linebacker who could play safety. Savant, but he was a savant yeah. in coverage and couldn't right. do shit at the line of scrimmage. Right. Um, yeah. And and Kyle Hamilton is a safety who can who can and does basically play linebacker. Yep. Kyle Kyle Hamilton is that fucking guy. Yeah. Um. You know, they say say whatever the fuck you want. You know, people were pissed off at that pick and great fucking pick. People awesome were calling pick. him a bus. great pick. Yeah. People were, people were calling him a bus after Miami last year. Must feel real fucking stupid right now. I honestly, I think he's easily, easily EDC's best pick. Right. Not that there's a ton of uh, Geno Stone is the only guy that I and just and for I value, bang buck. for buck. Yeah. 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 If, if you're making an argument against Kyle Hamilton being EDC's best pick, it's because EDC has hit on a, you know, Broderick Washington, Geno Stone type guy. Part of the reason I'm a, saying it though is at 14. You have so many ways you can go. And he had no business. He had no business being on the board at 14. Right. The fact that he fell to us, Brian, jump in the fucking inner harbor, you pussy. Um, but yeah, like he had no business being there, but he fell to 14. Well, yeah. I said it, I said it before that draft. I said safeties fall for whatever reason because people don't value what safeties bring. Kyle Hamilton is what I thought Jabril Peppers would be too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's big he's bigger. Right. He's bigger, he's 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 better. He's just Fucking love the fact that he's here. He okay. I don't. You didn't say his name, did you? Sean Taylor. Mm, and that that was Sean my Ta- favorite Sean Taylor. Too. Sean Taylor had trouble against Pistol, so I don't. I don't know. That's that's Pistol's kind of popular in today's today's NFL. You can, you can't give me you can't give me opportunities like that. You know <laughs> I, I you can't. Trippy did I, not Sean like Taylor, that joke. Sean Taylor. Oh, Sean Taylor. Oh, no, no, I'm, no, I'm good. Sean Taylor. That's <laughs> my favorite player. He good. Well, he has the opportunity. The, the, I think Trippy might be a little too high to, to pick up the joke. To, to pick up on the joke there, Trippy. There's a there's a PFF graphic that somebody made a long time ago. Cold ass shit right there. Uh, yeah, I know. It's just uh, <laughs> I can't I can't pass that opportunity. Sean Taylor had the opportunity to be a very good NFL player, potentially an all time great, but like he died very early before he ever really realized that potential. So. I well, hate the I, way yeah, that people hype the, him up. But I'm saying, well, Kyle, Kyle Hamilton's in his second season. So I'm just saying, like, Kyle Hamilton has all those attributes that 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 people saw in Sean Taylor. But uh, I also, cannot, people I can't see Taylor. him. I can't see him getting murdered in a home invasion. Yeah, I also can't see Kyle Hamilton's career highlight being laying out a fucking punter in the Pro Bowl either. So, you know, just for I mean, I mean. You 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 had a couple receivers like T.O. T.O. was scared to go across that middle against him. It was, I mean, Sean. Yeah, Sean, I mean, I feel where uh, Will coming from. Like maybe he's, he he, like, he rangy, he can hit, he can. I mean, I he's still working it, on the is, turnovers, but yeah. Is is transcendental talent the right word? Where Kyle Hamilton is positionless football. Transcendental. Like transcendental, like he transcends transcendent, a, transcendent, transcendent. Two, way two different things. <laughs> this is fucking English class, you dork. God damn it. Um, no, but like he transcends having a position on the football field. Are you Paul McCartney? Uh, uh, sure. Uh, are we making Beatles references now? Jesus Christ. Well, <laughs> the Beatles uh, famously, uh, I forget which album it was before, but they started doing transcendental meditation. And that's when they started taking mushrooms and uh, all sorts of mind altering stuff. Yeah, Lucy, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds right. is an LSD song. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I sound like fucking Jake. What's his face? See what you've done. 
See what you've done to me with Howard your fucking Stern. Ha- Howard Stern you know is another is another transcendental meditation. Howard fucking Stern. David Lynch. Yeah, Howard Stern's another guy who who it was like that's I, that TM shit is what turned him into this weirdo that he is now because he used to be you know entertaining. No, what turned I, him to a fucking weirdo is that he used to say the N word and wear blackface on you know on fucking camera, and then he's like, oh shit, I can't do that, so I got to pretend to be this politically correct cunt, you know. We're being honest here. You're boiling down that show a little too much, I think. Uh, I'm I'm talking more about the fact that it was like he would have like retarded people and and uh, and strippers getting like fucked by dildos and shit. Will 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 said it on air before I did. Will said it on air before I did. Will said it. But I mean, but I'm not I'm not calling a dumb person. I'm saying he would have like actually mentally handicapped people in in the studio. People that I call retarded on air are actually you know like made up words around these parts, bucko. All yeah. I'm going to say is no comment. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you say. That's all you say, my man. Hey. It's a smart move, Trippy. But yeah, I, um, where the, how the fuck did we get here? We well, you, about, you started no, talking about transcendental. No. Yeah, transcendent. Transcendental. Transcendental. Yeah, transcontinental, transcendental, transcendent. You know, Kyle Hamilton doesn't need a position. So. Oh, yeah, you're right. Just. Yeah, I used the wrong word, and you know, fucking English professor wear purple pants over here. Fucking corrected me. Thanks. He can thanks, basically Kyle. play every position except for interior defensive line. Man, and honestly, a, honestly, you line too. if you like, yeah, exactly. You line Kyle Hamilton up inside. I'm sure he'll figure it out. Smart right. guy. You stunt him. You know. Yeah, he's coming. Yeah, he said so, he'll figure it out. But... Yeah, no. So I think uh, so. Jared Goff. Um, I was surprised when I saw the stats, his last 17, it's not even like a 17 game average. It's literally his, his last 17 games. He's been very Actually, impressive. We owe will you and I owe Jared Goff an apology. Do we want to do that on air now or after we- we'll do it next week? Let's see how he plays this yeah. week, because here's what I'm going to say. He is a rhythm quarterback. He is a system quarterback. Okay. So he was in a bad system. He was in Matt Patricia's system and he sucked. He, Fell off with the with the Rams, and he didn't even really fall off that hard. If we're being that, if we're being honest, they just he, wanted they, an upgrade. They paid, well, they they paid him, and they stopped being able to put the talent around him, and he couldn't, yeah. you know, he couldn't transcend the, the word <laughs> of the podcast. Yeah, um, he couldn't, he couldn't, you know, lift everybody up around him. He wasn't right. that guy. That's what I mean. He is a system quarterback. He's not, he's not an elite quarterback, but he's putting up elite quarterback numbers in his current he system. Is, he is Kirk Cousins. He, he is right. a guy that if you yeah, put you're talent right. around him, he will do very well. You're right. And if you don't put talent around him, he'll be very average. Right. So the fact, so with a system quarterback, all you need to do is disrupt the system. And with, yeah. with, with system quarterback, it's rhythm with Jared Goff. It's making him uncomfortable. You mentioned that. So that's why, I mean, I think Kyle Hamilton's sort of the linchpin to uh, the game plan here defensively, because he's such a wild card. You don't know where he's coming from. You don't know what he's doing. So if you can make Jared Goff uncomfortable with the pass rush and with the coverage, you disguise QB spies or whatever you need to do. Um, I think if you get him to make a mistake early on, he will get flustered and we can just Jared, you know, basically Jared Goff, the, like it's blood in the water. Jared Goff is the kind of guy that Wink Martindale loved to face because right. Wink Martindale was all about the exotic blitzes and the, you know, weird packages and the drop in the defensive tackle yeah. and the coverage. And that's, that's the way that you disrupt. Right. A Jared Goff. Yeah. Because so. if the, a guy, he, a guy who thrives on, he knows where his progressions are. So his eyes are going to certain yeah, spots. And if you have tempo, a guy standing yeah. in those spots and he is like, what the fuck? I don't know where to go now. Then that's when the walls close in very quickly. Jared, Jared Goff is the kind of guy that he can go through three reads before he makes a throw. 
But if he looks at the first read, he anticipates the second read to be open. And when it's not, he doesn't know what to do. Right. Exactly. Because he's so, like, oh, yeah. I looked. He's like, okay, this looks like a cover two off the snap. So my outside, you know, fucking corner route should be open. And then when it's not, he's expecting his shit underneath to be open. And then when that's covered, he's like, ah, oh, what the fuck do I do? And his, you know, brain glitches up. So. And, and, and so I think really the key to the disruption of the rhythm isn't even is making sure that once he progresses from read one to read two and in read two, he sees something he's not expecting. Then the pass rush needs to get him. Need to need need to put bodies on him. Whether you sack him or not, pressure is huge. So yeah. get him to move his feet, get him to move out of the pocket because the guy he's not somebody who's going to thrive running running out of the pocket and throwing on the run. So I think it's not a it's not an overly complicated game plan, but um, we have the personnel to do it. And Mike McDonald, that's basically how he approaches every game. So I, I think I just it's, a, it's, a, it's a good matchup for us. I just want to add somebody to your. Um important players. So you have Clowney is the guy that's going to wreak havoc up front. Like, you know, that's going to happen. Kyle Hamilton is your confusion guy. I think Patrick Queen is in the mix with Kyle Hamilton too. Yeah, no, I agree. Because, There's going to be somebody in know, the middle and it's either going to be him that, or Matt BK. Yeah. Matt BK is fucking again, balling out. I, I think Patrick Queen in this kind of game is the guy who, you know, covers Sam Laporta or is fucking up Jared Goff's asshole all game. So, you know, uh, I, 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 by the way, Laporta is another guy who's been banged up. So they have three rookies that have been playing really well, and it's Gibbs. And Gibbs hasn't gotten enough Branch. opportunities, but Branch, is who Branch playing? That's why. So Branch didn't play last week, so I don't know if he's going to play this week. Yeah. Uh, I hope he doesn't because he's really good. He he he's another guy who's sort of like a positionless player, like Kyle Hamilton. He's not. He as was good a as guy him. that I was. He was a guy that I was thinking about in the first round. Uh, yeah, me too. There, so. Right, but and the reason I didn't necessarily like it that much is because he he was a a like downgraded redundant skill set of Kyle Hamilton. He has the same thinking, attributes. I was just thinking of him, Marlon and Roquan on the same defense. And those are like three guys who could play anything besides defensive line. Right. And just excel at it. And so that was just like again, I'm I'm kinda like a de- I'm kinda like a defense nerd. So I'm like, all right, like that that would just fucking yeah, no, I agree. Queen could be the guy and I think Matabike could be it's like Ray Lewis and um and Goose, so, where you get Matabike eating up those the, that offensive line, and then Patrick Queen just finds a finds a, a crease and is in the backfield because once you get him in there, this this year he's showed it. It's he been he's a while not, since I've oh, no when I mean when he gets a step through that offensive line, he is all over the quarterback. It's been a while since I've um, criticized EDC on the podcast. Is did EDC drop the ball by not extending Justin Matabike in the offseason? That's disgusting. That that is Embrace a valid argument. That is a valid yeah. argument. Uh, now yeah. I think he was he was he was tied up with uh a I'm lot, being a an lot of action. Here. Yeah, no, but I'm no, I, being an asshole here, I mean yeah. it's it's hindsight 2020 because it would be real nice to have him on a team friendly deal because he's so gonna get remember, fucking paid. Do you remember before the year the um you know they were gonna lose Matabike, Queen, or Stone? And like you could only keep two of the three, and like that was the kind of like the raging Twitter debate. Like, yep. I don't want to lose any of those three now. No, me neither. Right. That, that's hey, how I remember last year when I said before we even got to the, it was I think it was during last season, like towards the end of the season. As soon as we saw Patrick Queen take a step with Roquan next to him, I said we should give this guy like a two-year extension, a cheap one, because he, he so, right now he hasn't really earned a big payday because if we, he gets a full another full year next to Roquan, 
And we already see he's playing so much better with Roquan next to him. He is going to go fucking bananas and he's going to end up pricing himself out. So I think that's what we're seeing. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to gatekeep players money. Patrick queen. Uh, uh, he, he's a big name searcher. So I might put him in my tweet. Please just fucking stay in Baltimore. Yeah. Just, just do it. Please. Like, please. Like you're going to go, you could go get money anywhere you want and you'll get way more guaranteed money somewhere else. And that's just the sick side of football business is that we don't have the guaranteed money to give out that other teams do. Please don't leave. But with that being said, I guarantee you EDC can structure a contract that he can make as much or more here over the course of the contract. It's, but see, so what I hate about that argument is you're right. Like if Patrick Queen wants to stay here and get his money and he's willing to do the incentives and the non-guaranteed whatever, like he can make it work, but it's hard to be staring down the barrel of a $70 million guaranteed contract and say no to that. No, I, when I get Baltimore it. can't give him that. This is why and I suggested sucks. last year and people were on my ass about it. No, I mean, I've been a Patrick Queen guy since day one. Um, you know, again, retired, retired Dr. Tom. See, so I'm calling an actually mentally challenged person retarded. So it's okay. No, right? the, the difference is I was actually talking about re- actually meant like diagnosed issues. And you're talking about a guy who has a family and a house and a job and drives a car. So great. Will, Will thinks <laughs> mentally challenged people cannot buy houses and have families. Just food for thought. Hey, yo. Oh, my <laughs> Lanta. They can. I think it's on. Un- it, I, I don't think it's you can compare Tom, a, a successful so independent adult, to a mentally challenged. Tom from, you talking about Tom from MySpace? Yeah, yeah. MySpace Tom. Right. <laughs> Yo, buddy Tom from MySpace. Wait, it, it, you said you said MySpace and Tom in the same sentence, and Thirst Round Pick just fucking cringed and had a flashback. Uh, I, I, have, I have a picture from MySpace of Tom. We have several pictures. Of I'll Tom put it. Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it. I'll put it up on with the, the screen. With, so with the white tee, with the white tee on. No, there was no oh, t-shirt you'll involved. See. You'll see. I have no a t-shirt. I have a. There was, I have a, a, winter, there was a winter coat and no shirt involved. It was bad. It was bad. I, we I, we ruined uh, Tom's life. Oh no. Ruined, I have Tom, a bookmark. Tom's, I have a bookmark folder called Tom. Yeah, it's full of Tom pictures. Tom Tom turned on Will and I for a short amount of time, and he he regretted that decision a lot. Um, probably one of his biggest life's mistakes. But, you know, credit to Tom overcoming his mental deficiencies to, um, you know, have a wife and a house and a family. So good for him. What was I going to fucking – I don't even remember what I was going to pull him about because, you know, Will Will pulled this. Oh, he's, he's, you know, he works in society because apparently, you know, we can't have uh, comeback stories here. All right, so what's our score prediction? can't have comeback. Well, you got well, to well, have a start first. Well, actually – it it is not the day in which the jersey combos are revealed. Do we want no, to predict, or yes. do we just want to do score predictions? Hold on, uh, right. real quick. Hold on, hold on. Before, <laughs> yeah, Trippy, this is bad. Like you, you're gonna think much less of this person after seeing it. Although I don't think Trippy knows who. Yeah. No. Oh God! Hey, you see yo. it? This motherfucker look. This motherfucker looks like he's in a '90s Disney movie. Hey yo! Yep. All right, hold on. I'm gonna do Y'all that. Y'all still posted it. Hold then on. he got the, the belt. Then he got the leather belt on too, with the tight ass jeans. Hey, that's the one. That's the one. Was <laughs> this that's motherfucker is an extra in a Crazy Town video. Yo, look at his nose, yo. Hey, yo. This motherfucker's trying to tell me, "Come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly sugar baby. Get the fuck out of here." I am gonna oh, pull that. I'm gonna stay up until this converts, so I can send that to Tom tonight. Hey, oh, yo, that's like go off. Absolutely, hey, I take nothing back. 
That like braiding <laughs> off a of power too a little bit. <laughs> A little bit, a little bit. Got those vibes. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I don't like nothing about your nose, though, man. Your God. <laughs> yeah. He got a guinea pig. Uh, no, no, not a guinea pig. He got a hamster nose. <laughs> yeah, I agree. He's got some work done for sources, but um. All right, so, all right, go, so go ahead. Uh, we doing, we like doing jerseys? Jay, 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 like we doing Ranger before the suit. Let's do, let's do jerseys. Let's do jerseys and score together. All right. Uh, I like that. I like that. Jake, go first, because I hate I hate your choices. To oh, shit. Shit on, them. on the spot. Hold on, yeah, hold on, hold on. Well. before you say, hold on, I'm going to get my thing up so I can send myself the message. <laughs> so I try and remember this shit every week. <laughs> got to. Jake, go. I'm, gl- I'm glad Jake. Jake going first. So I yeah, feel Jake like at some first. point we got to wear black jerseys. I don't know if it's this week, but I'm going to say it's this week. I'm going with the with the, the Mecca, the best combination, the black jerseys, the purple pants. And I'm going to go, it's kind of tough games. The Lions got a pretty good run defense. They've only given up. They're giving the fewest yards per carry in the league. They've given up the fewest yards in the league against against the run. But this is a different kind of offense that they have to prepare for because you get 100, like, the defense gives up 100 yards to this team. That's kind of a good day. So the average is going to go up. I'll say 27-20 Ravens. The offense right. has, been good this, has been good lately. But – I don't think it's going to be a blowout, unfortunately. It's just the reality of the situation. I'm going to go purple jersey, white pants. I don't love it, but I just think that that's what happens next. Um, I think we're saving the blacks for some of the primetime games. So, you know, that's that's my rationale on that. And I think we win 31-14. All right. Trippy? Um, I'm going to go Ravens, 28, Lions, 16. My jersey combo, black tops. Purple bottoms. All right. All right. We're in agreement on that. I'm with you. Yeah. And I'm going to be almost exactly the same as you, Trippy. It's really close. And uh, we talked about this. We wanted over 30 points. I'm going black jerseys, purple pants, 31 six. So Will and I are two points off. So we're the closest here. Yeah. It, yeah. I'm going to be the di- I'm going to be the different one on the purple white. Um, Damn. I've, I've set myself up for I'm, this. And point. I'm pick. I'm picking with my heart. Yeah, if I'm wrong, I'd be, I'd be happy to be wrong on the Jersey combo. Man, I guess I'll pick it with my heart. If I'm wrong score. on the score, I'd be happy to be wrong. I hope it's you. I hope it's one of y'all predictions. Right, right. That's just me. I think we I, just I, barely cracked Jake, this week. on PSF, I said that I think it could be a one-score final score, but it's going to be one of these where Detroit scores a touchdown with like 40 seconds left and has to do an onside kick in order to – you know what I mean? It's a like, garbage time, kind of like they're chasing week. us by so two scores. I think scores, this right. game, I think this game actually for a lot of the game mirrors the Cleveland game. Um, that's another defense that was shutting down the run, and we just you know had our way with them on the ground. And so I think it's one of these you know we're up like twenty-one seven and twenty-eight seven, and then they punch in a garbage time touchdown, and make it thirty-one fourteen. Yeah, the big difference, that, that obviously, be... is that Detroit has a functioning offense. As right. opposed to Cleveland right. with with right. a uh, like with a guy said, who found like out he was said, starting you, like two hours before the game. Like you said, though, Jer- Jared Goff's the kind of guy that you make him make one mistake and they're gonna, you know, it's gonna be an avalanche and he'll keep making more mistakes. No, I agree. If you no. knock him off his rhythm, I agree. But I but so. I just um about my score, right? I hope I'm wrong. I'm because it's crazy. I've been saying like all my predictions been like thirty or more points, and you know yeah. the offense been failing me. But I hope they can prove me wrong. You feel no, me, but... I like I like where your head's at. So Trippy Trippy's using some reverse. Todd Munkin's a big listener of the podcast, big fan, um, big Zone Thirty Two guy. 
So, you know, he's been listening and he's like, oh, Trippy's got faith in me. Now he's like, oh, you know, Trippy's losing faith. So he wants to, he wants to prove it to you. He's going to score 30 this week. Just just a quick update. Did you guys know that the, that the Phillies won tonight 10 to nothing? I didn't want to talk about that. They're very good. And they're hot and 10, nothing in a playoff games is fucking unheard of. I put a little pawn there. I I told you before the playoff started, the Philly, Phillies are going to win the world series. It's just, well, now, the, now that the Orioles are out, I, I honestly probably won't watch another minute of the MLB playoffs. I just don't watch it when, you know, typically when the Orioles aren't in it, which is a lot of the time. But um, <laughs> the Phillies, my, 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 a lot of my family's from up there. My mom is a huge Phillies fan. My mom turns 82 uh, a, less than a month from now. So I would love for her to see the Phillies win a World Series. That's crazy. Another, another, that another, only, another that's World crazy Series. that you're only like 15 years younger than your mom. <laughs> I think you're confusing me with Tom. That's true. But yeah, you're only like to say about Sunday though, right? Like, can we get one of them dolphin type games? But I'm talking about like which one are we talking about? We talking about week one, week one of uh, 2019, or are we talking about last year? No, no, no. Year? I'm talking about I'm talking about last year, but I'm talking about offensive wise. Yeah, you know what I'm I saying? Mean, like, Trippy, I would prefer that you not say let's have a game like. The, hey, the no, 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 no. offensive wise. Well, I just well, offensive wise. I'm still I don't not like down. A, I don't, I don't like to, no. you're, you're, you're playing you with fire. We put up playing with fire. I got you. I got you, Trippy. You're playing with well, fire. I, no, no, no. For real, I, what I was about to say was I want to see the bank Sunday electric. Like, I agree I with you see on like that. It, like, bro, it been like that was like the last time I can recall the bank really being like on fire, like the fans into it. Like, I, like I know the dog. I know people listen to this podcast. Like, oh no! But I'm talking about offensive wise, like putting up points. Like, not Drew Renee took that opening the, kickback, not, and that place was lit. Exactly. You feel me? Like, yeah. let's do that. And then the defense, because I know the defense is going to come That's, out small. So you know I, I haven't been to it. I haven't been to a game yet this year. I didn't go to that Dolphins game. That was one of the few games that I was watching on TV that I'm like, fuck! I wish I went down. Yeah, you, you know, until they blew it at the end. But in the beginning, I was like, "Oh, this 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 looks fucking electric." So I'm I'm with you, Trippy. Will will let him cook. Don't, yeah, I'm sorry, Will. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Will. Don't, don't step on Chef You know, don't step on Chef Trippy's shoes here. You know, that was 42 points. You know, Lamar running it, he and it out. I want to see one of them type of games. It just it's like it's like walking into the VFW and talking about fucking Agent Orange or something. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, this podcast no, no, is dark today. This podcast is dark today. We're talking about, you know, fucking Agent Orange and veterans and Jesus fucking Christ, Will. This is usually Jake's job. Listen, this is usually my job. Thank you, Will. All I'm saying is (laughs) bringing up that game. That's a that that's a uh, a a dark game in Ravens history. Yeah, offensive wise, Will. Hello. Yeah. Why don't you just talk about the week after we scored more points the week after we scored one point less the week after. But we was away. Hello? We was away. <laughs> God damn. How many bro. points did he score in the fourth quarter that that game, though? F- f- figure it out, pal. Oh, Trump. shit. That's damn, thing. Jake. Damn, Jake. Damn. I'm just you know saying. What? We were up 35 to 14 at the end of the third quarter. They came back to beat us 42 to 38. That 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 was that's that that was a bad day. That was a that was a real, real bad day. I was actually out in public that day. But nope. you know, uh-uh, you know, my man Mike. He got it together, you know. Mike yeah, got he it figured together. it out. He did. He hey, did. That was that was where the first forty-eight was born. Was after that game. So, yeah. fucking historical yeah. moment in franchise history. That. All right. I think I think we're um, we're all in the same. I think it's about that time. 
Yeah, we need we need a big win before. Oh, hold on, know, hold on. We got to give out some. We got to give out some gambling picks, even though we don't have. Odds. Oh yeah, why? Where do you do those? Wow. Yeah, we're a little early in the week here, but you know, again, I, I like another Zay Flowers touchdown. Um, I like a Patrick Ricard touchdown. FanDuel's been fucking me with Patrick Ricard touchdowns. Like, listen, listen. Whatever FanDuel rep listens to this fucking podcast. We was close. We was close, Well, We was almost close one week. I yeah, think. he made if, – if Lamar threw that ball better, Patrick's turning the corner right there and taking that to the house. Yep. I, I agree. I agree. And Patrick, and Patrick Carr got more receptions than Rashad Bateman. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 well, I don't know if that's true. But Last week he yeah. did. <laughs> for, um, I'm going to take – I don't think that's I'm, true. I, 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 I'm going with it. I'm going with it. Works for me. But you yeah, know what, though? Although our quarterback said um, – I know y'all saw his tweet, man. I don't give a fuck about them Paulies, you, you, you drag, you know, fantasy and shit. I don't do fantasy, but hey, Lamar, I took you for three Not plus even touchdowns. Close. So this week, I'm gonna take you for, I'm gonna take Lamar two plus touchdowns passing. I'm gonna go for two fifty this time. I'm gonna, I took him for two twenty five. I was two yards off, but I'm gonna go for two. No, matter of fact, no, I'm gonna go for two hundred. Justice Hill so, twenty five yards. Gus forty. Zay. And Mark, 50-plus yards. Zay touchdown. And this is a little sleeper, but I probably don't put it on there, though. I might. Keaton Mitchell touchdown. I feel like Keaton Mitchell might score this week. I'm I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, For Lamar props, again, I I have to see what the odds are. You know, 225 is a good return, then I'll take that. 250 is a better return, I'll take that. Um. Again, I, I think I think Zay is or I think Zay is my anytime touchdown score. If I had to pick a lock for somebody to score, I think it's gonna be him and Pat. But again, you know, FanDuel start fucking me on the odds. Give me the plus twenty one hundred back, you fucking dickheads. Fucking you take my five dollar donation with, with pleasure every week. Let me fucking hit one of these for, you know, plus twenty two hundred so I can look smart on the internet. And I'm gonna take a Nelson touchdown too. I'm feeling I'm feeling a Nelly touchdown. I made it I made a pretty cool made a pretty cool edit. How how no, hold on? I, I got to ask you something. How are you? How are you? How are how are those working out with your sixteen points that you predicted? I me yeah wow. didn't, you, didn't <laughs> I said I said the Ravens went thirty one fourteen. Oh okay yeah, yeah you're right it, yeah sixteen was me and Trippy sorry about that. What, what what the fucking hey English professor let leave the math to me thanks goddamn fucking well, correcting so my well. goddamn English can't correct so my well. goddamn English oh no old man <laughs> Will's got dementia. <laughs> There's a lot, Fair. a lot of numbers yeah. flying around here. Yeah, no, I, I I'm, I'm thinking like I, I made a pretty cool, um, you know, Nelly Nelson Aguilar country grammar um, cover edit that I need to tweet out after he scores. So, you know. Okay. Uh, hey, I got, I, I, I have, after. I have a recommendation real quick for everybody. When you're building a Ravens parlay, no matter what, no matter what, always just your foundation for the parlay is. Lamar Jackson over 40 rushing yards. Zay Flowers over 25 receiving yards. Mark 40, Andrews. 40, 40. I say 25 just because it's. It, I, I understand that it's it, the number is it's worse odds. It doesn't matter. It's foundation right, for right, the right, parlay. Right. So if you're building an eight leg parlay, a minus 400 on Zay plus 25, you know, receiving yards is not that bad. No. So I'm saying take the take the lowest alternate uh, receiving yards total you can get. For him and Mark, take Lamar forty plus uh, rushing yards, and if and if you want to get a little bit dangerous with it, Lamar over 200, 200 plus passing yards. If you want to be more safe, go one seventy five plus because he's going to be in between one seventy five and two hundred. Just baseline, baseline. 
So no, the, if you put those four, if you start any parlay with those four, then you go from there. You can get crazy with it if you want to. I'm not going to give you any. I'm not going to like tell you here's what you should do. But I'm saying no matter what, if you're doing a Ravens parlay, throw those three or four, three or four of those uh, foundational legs that I just said. You're you're going to juice your parlay up quick, and those are guaranteed to hit. Like you want part of your parlay to be fucking slam dunk, and then you, you have a couple to, a couple want, that are a little bit more of a reach. Sweating. You want to be sweating two legs of your parlay, right? I would say for yeah. Last week want, I said that on when I gave out my yeah. parlay that I made on the air, I said the two that I'm sweating are the two anytime touchdowns, and that should be what you sweat the anytime anytime touchdown because you're being very specific with your pick. So yeah. right. Uh, so I had Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews, and Zay Flowers hit, and Mark Andrews didn't. So I hit seven out of eight legs, and it was a plus thirteen thousand parlay. So I was pretty fucking pissed off about it. But you know. Take the first half over points, y'all. Y'all, when when y'all put y'all. That's another. That, I think that's a good one too. Yeah, because the, the you know in the Over first half they're gonna half. come out. They're they're gonna come out. They're gonna come out and and check team total because team total Ravens has been no around. fuck the team total. They missed it by like last week. It was twenty four and a half. So I fucking hammered that shit. They scored twenty. It's, tw- it's twenty two and a half now. That's what I'm saying. If it's under twenty four, take it. Yeah, uh, you, you can, but you're gonna get burned. Just it seems like it's what's gonna happen. I think they scored 31 this week, but you know, again, uh, and I'm not saying put that in with the other, the, the, the slam dunks, the ones that I said were slam dunks, always take those always. If you put in, if you put in a parlay, that's less than like plus 25,000, I feel like you're just an asshole. Let's fucking, let's all get rich. Let's all get rich. Well, you yeah, of course you're going to have one or two of those. Don't gamble responsibly. No, no, you got to have one or two of those, but I'm saying you also got to have a couple parlays where you feel more confident about it. So plus 25,000, you can't feel confident about a plus 25,000 parlay. If you don't put your mortgage payment on a parlay (laughs) of uh, Patrick Ricard, Nelson Aguilar, and keep Mitchell touchdown, then you're a pussy. Now, yeah, so like every week I will have an anytime (laughs) score parlay. I will have one going. I've never hit one, but, you know, you get a little tingle, you you throw a little something at it, and – you know, just a little something, but yeah, I, I, I don't frown on that, but you, if you want a parlay where you, you actually have a, a solid chance of hitting it, no matter what happens, win, lose, or draw, start your parlay with those, with, with those picks that I just gave out every week. That's going to do it for us this week, y'all. We'll be back to discuss this, that, and the other, recap the Lions, preview the, the Redbirds, but meanwhile, <laughs> it's time for me to die. <sighs> Oh, I like that one. <laughs> there was like a, there was like a, a fucking one. like a banshee noise like, at the end. Yeah, like like you know something like a like a ghost yelling at the end there. I like it. Zone zone thirty two thirty two.